Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordinverse. What's up, guys? Welcome Hi. back to the damn snap bar. Oh, crap. I haven't come up with a chapter title. Fuck. <gasps> fuck. Fuck. Super quick one. Okay. Um, Just a tippy, 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 tippy. This is episode 106. We almost die falling from magic tricks. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what chapters are we covering, Joe? We are covering chapters something or other to 43. 38. 38 to 43. I can remember what we said. Oh. Oh, of the lightning thief. <laughs> No, of Hammer of Thor. Hammer of Thor. Wow, I ask you a question and there's just a big silence, so I just answer the question myself. Every time. I always forget. It is my, my, my brain just goes, number two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're at the bowling alley scenes. Finally. Yeah, literally. They're doing stuff. A lot happens in these scenes. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, in the last episode, we were talking about how those, those 50 pages that we read, it felt like we didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Like, they could have been having these heart-to-hearts and doing stuff at the same time. Yeah. Well, in these chapters, it was like, oh, you did so much stuff that you, like, briefly recapped on, but you could have actually played out those scenes for us, but oh yeah. well. I Pretty guess much. not. Yeah, okay. okay, well, so, in, I mean, these chapters are all pretty much, like, they're not two specific things, like, broken up. Unless you count, like, the very last chapter as its own thing. Yeah. But, so, like, yeah. mostly what happened in this chapter was they get to the lanes and, they rehash, you know, their, their, their bag own. is all small again, so it's good. Uh, yeah, they they basically catch up with Sam and Hearth, and Sam and Hearth have been, like, almost dying, basically, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to stay alive in in the realm of, of the Jotuns, who are out, to, out to trick them with every little twist of your words. You have yep. to be... This is just reaffirming my Jotuns are fairies, you yeah, know? Yeah, I was going to say, that's what fairies it's just do. Re- it's fairy lore. Um, yeah, so basically they have to go through to get any information out of Akkad Loki, because he's the king of the giants, and they don't trust their king, apparently, to do anything. So he's like, okay, well, we got to put on a show, and then I'll give you some information. So then they each basically have to go through their own little challenge to, you know, show up the, the giants at their skills. And mm-hmm. they all pass because they're like, we can see through your magic trick. You'll be like, we're, we're not stupid. It. We're going to fake it till we make it. And then, yeah, they, 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 they win all the challenges. And, and yeah, so Utgard Loki tells them that basically they've been playing into actual Loki's hands the entire time. And they're all like, oh, Which, right, to be fair, fuck. how the fuck did they not see that they were playing into Loki's hands? Yeah, literally. They were collect- they were doing all his jobs for him. Literally. In fact, they're having a big having a big epiphany now, but Magnus literally had this these same thoughts when he was in the middle of trying to get the stone and trying, you know, to get the money coins for to cover the rug. He was yeah. like, We're doing exactly what Loki wants us to do and it's frustrating and we're obviously it's obviously a trap and it was like, Okay, why are you surprised in this chapter? You already confirmed that you thought it was a trap. Um, yeah, so this section we're covering chapter uh, 38. You will never, ever guess Blitzen's password. 39, Elvis has left the bowling bag. 
40, little Billy totally deserved it. Uh, 41, when in doubt, turn into a biting insect. 42, or you could just glow a lot. That works too. And 43, you keep using the word help. I do not think you know what it means. Yeah. I do not think it thinks what you mean. I do not think it means what you think it means. What is that reference? What is that a reference to? Couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Um, yeah, okay. So before they even... Oh, what did you think of these of these sections, Joe? Well, they were fun. Yeah. yeah. I got through this a lot, through these chapters a lot faster than I did the other ones. Yeah. Because it was like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> the whole time that I was reading this section, I was just thinking about the fact that I've already, like, explained the myth behind this scene. I already did that in the last book, and I should have saved it for here. Right. But I already talked about it. So what myth? Oh, where um, a god like you makes Thor do a bunch of challenges to prove oh, his Oh, right. We already yes. talked about it. Um, so that's what I was thinking about the whole time because right. my brain was like, "You're reading this today to talk about it on the podcast." Well, I was thinking the reason I got through these chapters so much faster and it was so much more entertaining was because it was the whole group back together, yeah. and so I was reading We're about the band back together. I was like, it was all one scenario, but I was reading about different people in the one scenario. Yeah. I really struggle to because I just get bored. I'm like just I'm like switch it up, give me some different people. The fact that the last the last episode it was literally just Magnus and Alex for the whole thing. I was like, we get it. This was fair at the end. Yeah, but he didn't do much. And I was like, and even Jack wasn't really there and I was like, hurry up. <laughs> like, bring me some more people to like talk to. Talk so that's what's interesting about like this book, you saying that I've just realized that they switch around with, like, the the ensemble so much from, like, for us, episode to episode. Like, mm. we had all of that time where it was just Magnus and Hearth, and we had all that time where it's just Magnus and Alec. Mm. We have that time where it's, you know, Magnus Sam, Sam. Yeah. Hearth, um, Blitz, and, like, Magnus in the White's tomb, and then, like, you have Blitz, you have Blitz, you have bits where it's just Sam and Magnus at the beginning, but then you have parts with, like, Floor 19, like, whereas, like, in, like, Percy... How many times can I say like in one sentence? Yeah. Then you've got in Percy where it's just whoever's on that quest, is it's them for the whole book. Yeah. Different. So I, I got used to switching up the characters all the time and switching up the scenarios. And I was right. Like, but I was like, okay, I get it. You've had your heart to heart with Alex. Let's move. Let's get... So really what you're saying is Lost Hero is going to be fucking hard for you. Oh, fucking Lost Hero! I hate Jason, I hate Piper, and I hate Leo. That book sucks. It's got no one interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's going to be very um, hard. I'm going to struggle. So. Yeah, so did you have anything else to say? Your overall general, general view? Blah, 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 blah. No, nothing else. Okay, great. So, um, little things that I like picked up on before we get into like the actual like challenges part yeah. is that I was thinking about the shrinking bag and I was like, <clears throat> they're spending like a lot of time explaining it. Is this a thing that was in a story? Yes and no. Okay. So you know how when Loki stole Sif's hair or like chopped all her hair off and then Thor was like, my wife is fucking bald now. You have to go and get her some new hair. So Loki went to the dwarves and was like, make me a headdress piece thing, a wig that I can give back to Sif. And it was like golden, whatever else. No, but you saying that is reminding me of How to Train Dragon. <laughs> Why? The, it's, it's the first episode of Race to the Edge and they're going and finding... Um, 
Johan's treasures, and as they're looking through the boat, Snotlight, it's not loud, finds all these wigs, and he's like, ah, oh, hair? What kind of person collects hair? And then he starts playing with it, and he's like, hey, I look magnificent. <laughs> Okay, well, I definitely told this story when I was talking about Loki and Sif in the last book, so I definitely, I know that I've spoken about it. I'm sure you have, but I just have very short-term memory, because, you know, I'm a goldfish. So, um, yeah, when he went to the dwarves and was like, get me, make me a new headpiece, they also, like, made other items at the same time, and so then when three items were made, Loki then went to another set of dwarves and was like, can you make ones that are better? Because, like, competition and, like, I want all the stuff. So they yep. made stuff that was better, and then before the dwarves could, like, present them to the gods, Loki stole them all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so one of the items that they invented was um, a ship. I can't remember what the ship was called. Hang on, I've got to do my recent searches. Let me just... The ship was called Skidblinia. Yeah. Anyway, the ship was given to, I'm pretty sure it was given to Odin, and it can fold up to the size of, like, to fit in your pocket and then unfold again to be, like, the size of a normal ship. Cute! Yeah. So, I I think that's what the shrinking bag, yes, I think so also, but I think that's what the shrinking bag is also kind of supposed to be a little bit like. Is it kind of like you throw it in the water and the boat expands? There's a raft in there? There's a raft? Yes, kind of like that. Kind of like in Pirates of the Caribbean. When yeah. they free the black pearl from the bottle. Yeah. They have to chuck it in the ocean. Yeah. They have to nurture it. Nourish it. Mm. Nourishment. It needs the sea! <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what it was kind of kind of based on. We also like got to learn a little bit more about the shrinking bag and it answered some of the questions that you and I had in the last episode where we were like, Magus doesn't have that much hair. Like, how are we how much are we adding on to this bag? And basically we said that Blitz was just making, like, a drawstring to put at the top, making, like, a rope to, like, tie it together. Yeah. No, he was mostly using the hair just to write, like, His a contract on it. on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's just, like, he's doing more, like, embroidery work than actually, like, anything else. So. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and Jack helped. <laughs> Jack did help. Yes, Jack was a big help. Arguably the biggest help. Yeah. Because it couldn't have been done without him. Literally. Yeah. Um... Yeah. It's just Lucky Jack knows how to sew. Like, and he's precise. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much the only, like, thing that I had to talk about before we get into, like, all the challenges. Because there's not really any, like, Fiero Chase moments. There's not really any, like, before they get to the, the bowling alley, there's, like, not really anything more than just Blitz and giving the bag a stupid password. Which is? Password. <laughs> Yeah. The, the thing, thing that's about that, the thing that's about that, the thing about that that's funny is that when they get to the bowling alley and Tiny can't guess the password and he thinks it's something to do with him. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much. Yeah, anyway, so then we get to, uh, we get to the bowling alley and Joe, do you want to walk us through what happens when they first get there? Well, when they first get there, the giants, the Jotunums. Jotunums? Jotunums. Jotuns. Jotuns. Oh, where the fuck was I going? <laughs> anyway, the Jotuns. I think it's where you. The Jotuns are assholes, which is honestly a loophole. Just maybe like, if you never hear them say the words, we claim guest rights, then you know. La la, not listening. <laughs> I cannot hear you because I'm not listening. 
you could just do that because they walk in and they um go to claim guest rights and then everybody starts laughing really loud so you can't hear what this his Magnus's pipsqueak voice yeah and, <laughs> and they then, turn up the music yeah and like, they're blasting dancing around and they're like having a good time and then they spot you know big boy and he's holding up Sam and Blitz Blitz Sam and Half you know and being like look your friends are here and you're captive ha <laughs> and then Blitz has a mind of panic attack because his husband's in danger and yeah yeah it's great uh, it's the cutest and he can't talk because his hands are pinned down oh. sadness depression actually he's furious yeah. and looks you know on the verge of mm, crazy murdering people and you're like <laughs> yeah Magnus literally compares the like dark icy feral look in his eyes to exactly like his dad and Magnus is like that's not the kind of similarity that I want to be making with her like, and you're like okay but don't make him mad <laughs> so don't you know take away his ability to communicate Jesus yeah. Christ oh yeah man's will murder you anyway yep. and of course he spent <laughs> enough of his life being silenced he's not going to let it happen again Oh, anyway and then a blitz is you know obviously feeling his feels because because he splits it yeah <laughs> anyway and they eventually claim guest rights and you know as they're returning Tiny's bag and Tiny has a mind panic attack because he's like my bag is Tiny <laughs> and then the Jones are like it matches you and he's like get fuck fuck off it's minuscule <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do that <laughs> but it's like always always your toes always fuck that he's like super concerned about the bag because he's mostly concerned about the size of his ball <laughs> and then he's like his ball know. bag is true <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> So Tiny's feeling really emasculated <laughs> because you know they shrunk. Shocking that someone could be even more emasculated after be giving after be having been given the nickname Tiny. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> after inspecting his ball bag, Tiny then you know <laughs> gives some guest rights. Oh gosh. And, uh, the thing that's interesting about that situation is that Tiny. Like, they're not about to grant them the guest rights until Tiny says that he'll vouch for them. And I'm like, so is there, like, a... Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I thought if you claimed guest rights and they heard you, they had to accept it. But I kind of got the feeling that from the way this was worded, that they don't have to accept your guest claim. Unless someone vouches for you. Which is weird, because then how would Sam and Half have claimed it? Yeah. If there was no one, if they just showed up and there was no one to vouch for them. I don't know. Anyway. Unless Arkad Loki used up his vouchness by vouching for those two. I don't really know. I don't know either. Anyway, um, and then after it's been claimed, they all are like, alright, well you have to go through some challenges in order to get the information out of Big Boy, which Big Boy's on their side. Apparently. All the other Yotes are not, because they're like, no, we kind of want Ragnarok to start, and we want to get everyone murdered, whereas Big Boy's like, no, I like being in charge. Um, I'm pretty happy with yeah. pre-Ragnarok life, so let's not let that happen. So, But he doesn't want to lose his sway over the Yotes, so he has to be sneaky about it, and so in order to do that, he's like, well, pass my challenges. <laughs> we have to humiliate you, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, I like the conversation that's had that's like, 
um, you know, they're talking to Big Boy and they go, aren't you king? Can't you just tell them what to do? And he's like, I might be king, but they still outnumber me. So, like, yeah. they will replace me literally in a second. So I have to keep my, my wits about me and I have to keep myself in charge in other ways that don't disrespect them. And I'm like, that is such a unique take on leadership. Mm. Because then when you think about, like, you know, leaders of, like, our countries or, like, yeah. America, if we could, the president is one person. I was going to say, if we could literally physically overpower them, like, if we were, and there weren't any repercussions for it, <laughs> um, what's his face would have been kicked out ages ago. Okay, great. So do you want to move on to, I forgot where we were going because we went on a huge long tangent that I had definitely cut out. So do you want to move on to the actual challenges themselves? Because Art Guard Loki has basically said, "Yes, I will help you, but I have to. I have to save face in front of all of my yeah. my subordinates, yeah. <laughs> all of my friends. Don't make me look bad in front of my friends." <laughs> uh, yeah. So they start off with um, Samira's challenge. Well, she volunteers to go first. Yeah, and Magnus is literally like, "Thank God for brave Valkyries. I hate going first, <laughs> yeah. even for class presentations. It's shitballs." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's true." Yeah. I just love that he was, like, when he explained it, he was, like, even though the teachers promise you that they'll, like, go easier on you because you're brave and you go first, it's not worth the anxiety of I go first. Yeah. Love him. Pretty much. Um, so, yeah, Sam's challenge. She basically is, like, I'm good with an axe. I will, I will happily challenge anyone to an axe throwing contest. And the giants are like, oh my god, so we'll go easy on you. We'll give you, we'll give you little Billy, he's cross-eyed, and he's only just started his training, so you guys, like, must be on the same level. Anyway, they go up to, they go up to back, basically, and they're like, Sam, Sam, go first. And she's like, nuh-uh, he's gone first. Mm. I don't really give a shit. So, um, yeah, he goes first, and he, like, bumbles up to the starting line, whatever, looks like he can't do it. And then, like, faster than the eye can track sinks all three into like bullseyes yeah not like actual bullseyes like i think he does head heart crotch i think is what he does yeah um pb and j <laughs> i forgot that's what it's called yeah uh, thank you jake <laughs> pb's brain jaw <laughs> except he does head chest groin yeah but, you know hcg so two heads and a heart really is <coughs> i hate myself <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, then Sam is like, okay, time for my turn. My turn, you know. My turn. <laughs> 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 so she goes up to bat, and then, you know, she's about to about to throw her axe at her target, and then it, it sinks. It, she hits it dead on. She literally, does. Because she hits little Billy right between his little. Right between his poor little cross eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just falls backwards and the crowd like goes wild obviously not in support they're like oh, fuck how dare you run 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 like you can't be <laughs> <laughs> so then um she's basically like sweating bullets and magnus can like see it from under her hijab so he's like oh my god i hope this she's not gonna die and sam's there like fucking hope i've made the right assumption here because the whole goal is that they have to try and see through the illusion by breaking the rules basically um yeah so then so she their big yeah so then she says that was not little billy that was fear okay because fear quite strikes quick and fast and um she says something else and you have to hit it 
you have to deal with it straight on. Oh yeah, you have to hit it head on. Yeah, exactly. So that's why she she axed him in the face. Um, <laughs> and then so yeah, Fia, and then Fia gets up and is like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> yeah, he's basically like, "Fine, I'll take off my mask." And underneath is like this terrifying zombie-looking thing, and all the giants like are literally terrified because it is fear personified um yeah and then he like disappears and so all the giants go and like throw up in the bathroom and like shit their caca pants you know <laughs> oh the bubble cacas <laughs> the bubble cacas and Sam is just there like oh my fucking god and Magnus is kind of confused but also like really impressed because he's like maybe she's met fear before um and then they start talking about how there are always rumours floating around that the giants were on good terms with minor gods like fear and yeah yeah, and then they talk about old age and it just reminded me of when I was talking about Akkad Loki the first time around with his stuff against Thor there was one challenge where Thor was I think he was doing like a um a tug of war with something and he like couldn't couldn't get it and it turned out that he was in a tug of war with um, with old age, and right. you were like, "How can he be in a tug of war with a concept?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know," but this kind of makes it make sense because Rick has decided that he's going to make them into minor gods and into deities that have a physical form. Yeah. And so it's like, well, he was old age was just well, on the other like, side. That's like misery had a form. Yeah. 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 And then I tried looking up if there was actually a god of fear in. Um, Norse mythology just kept coming up with hell, so maybe she is. Or maybe it's one of her minions. (laughs) The children. Yeah. I said the hard (laughs) gun. In front of the children. (laughs) So yeah, that's basically um, Sam's challenge. And then next up is is Hearth. So do you want to tell us about Hearth's challenge, Joe? Hearth, sneaky little bastard. We love um, him. Challenges the somebody, anybody. Can anybody find Can me? anybody challenge me to an arcade game? Yeah, he challenges them to an arcade. He was like, he was like, doesn't matter what kind of game, any game, whoever gets the highest score, and uh, he's like challenging somebody to an arcade game, and then one of them picks skee ball, and he gets a thousand points in skee ball. <laughs> I forgot to Google what skee ball is. I think it's air hockey. No, I think skee ball's the one where it's the. They have the little tube sticking out of the wall, and you have to throw a ball from afar into the tube. Oh. Isn't that what ski ball is? Well, like, I'm going to be able to answer you. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I just remember in Deadpool they play ski ball. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll Google it anyway, but we, we can just assume you're here, correct. <laughs> ski ball. Because we don't ski. <laughs> That's ski ball. Oh, you, like, roll it up. Oh, so you just throw it. Good no, because there's a cage over it. Huh. Okay. Well, then yes. He anyway. One of the well, the one of the Jotuns that they picked to um, challenge half picked the game ski ball, and then he threw the first round, and he got you know hit a thousand, and then half was like, "All right, nice, you got a thousand points," and then he went and played pinball, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Hey, hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> he was like, "You have to play ski ball." He'd be like, "No, I didn't. I said yeah. any arcade game." I'm going to play pinball. And turns yeah. out, how is immaculate at pinball? He yeah. got over 500 million points. And then eventually it got to the point where Big Boy was like, all right, we get it. And he unplugged the machine. So I think that... It's very funny to me. <laughs> I think that Hearth probably had a, a, a pinball machine on Alfheim, right? And you right. know how gravity is slower 
right. on Alfheim. Ah. I reckon he got really good at it on Alfheim, and then when he got to Earth, he found out that he was like a pinball fucking legend, yeah. and was like, oh, guess what, guys? <laughs> There's no gravity to work against me here, so. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that Half's challenge is different to Sam's in that it's it's not illusion based it's like skill wordplay based, based. Yeah. no no not skill based it's literally wordplay based because he's like well no well, he's I... like yeah you've been turning your our words against us all but, yeah so he's like you just didn't listen you know to the instructions properly which is then interesting that then you get to Blitz's challenge and it kind of works in the same way immediately after because Blitz is like I challenge you to find a giant who I cannot accessorize and they're like, well, we're going to get the ugliest, dingiest, you know. You'd be like, I didn't say I would make you ugly. Floor. I said I would accessorize him. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And so he, like, Blitz just, like, gives him this immaculate makeover. And then the giant immediately goes back to sleeping under a table like he has for the last 50 years. And Blitz, you know, remedies the situation by saying, I didn't lose because I can't fix bad habits. I just said I'd make him look good while he goes back to doing what he was doing. <laughs> and they were all like... There was literally no way he could have lost that challenge. Yeah. No way at all. No. I think mostly because... I think mostly because the giants just didn't know what to do with his fashionista-ness. Yeah. Same way that the dwarves didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And the Blitz is just out here making everything fabulous. (laughs) Sparkle. (laughs) You know. Best believe he's still bejeweled, Joe. Yeah. And then they do the worst thing in the world they could ever do to him and make him put bowling shoes on and he nearly has a has a heart attack because yeah. he's like there yeah <laughs> they don't match my heart <laughs> but then Alex loves them yeah I thought that was pink. so funny pink and orange but still yeah. pink and she's Love there it. like <laughs> yeah and then um with the power of friendship friendship I'm doing air bunnies air bunnies <laughs> So then um, Alex and Magnus, their challenge is, like, combined, and they have to do it together, basically because does Akrab Loki get impatient with them, or all the giants are starting to get impatient with them not having won any of the challenges? Yeah. And so they're like, fine, and so they're like, really well, this is challenge. a bowling alley, so we're yeah. going to bowl. Okay, would well, you want to explain Alex and Magnus's? I love that they're together. Yeah. I love that they've been... Absolutely. I love that this book is, like, this is the Fiero Chase book, and we're going to shove them down your throats. And yeah. And each other's. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Go anyway, ahead. Um, sure, sharp. Say what you got there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so their challenge, which is set by... It, it's interesting that for these... In the other... For the other three, so for Sam, Blitz, and Half, they each got to decide what kind of challenge. So they got to set the terms and conditions, which I think... Um, Obviously, the Jotuns were picking up on that, and they were like, well, we're not going to set a challenge on your terms anymore. We're going to set it for you so that it's rigged in our favour so that we'll win. Yeah. Um, So they decide, Big Boy decides that the last round will be a bowling round. So their terms, their game, they're going to win, obviously. Duh. And it's two against two. So Alex and Magnus against... What's his face and what's his face? Jotuns. <laughs> They're twins or something rather. Hergenberg or something? Something. Hergenberg! Hergenberg! Anyway, and it's just whoever bowls the most wins. And. Do Magnus and Alex go first? Yes. Yes, they do. Right. Because then Hergenberg go last. Right. Yeah. 
Alex has never bowled before. Magnus says the dumbest thing, which is, right, all right, just throw the ball, roll the ball down to hit the pins. Alex is like, thank you, I understand that I'm supposed to do that much. And Alex is like, how do I win points? What is the point system? Yeah. Magnus is like, you're asking me? Well, the he, last time yeah. I bowled was at like she's an the, elementary school party. She's there like, but what's the illusion that we have to break? What's, what's the magical challenge? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> this is, I wonder if... We did this together. This is as far as I So they got to this point and they were like, and the giants were like, no, 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 we're going to pick the challenge now. I wonder if that's because they realised that Magnus has no discernible skill. So they were like, <laughs> okay, well, we'll just pick one for you. Yeah. Because, like... He was doing, like, an eating falafel competition? (laughs) But then, like, I I kind of understand Rick's decision not to give Alex a chosen challenge and not to let her pick something in this book, because she does in the next book. Like, she gets her moment in the next book. So I wonder if in this book he was like... And all three of these books is Magnus's moment, so it doesn't really matter what he does. (laughs) It's not called Alex Fierro in The Hammer of Thor. (laughs) Anyway, so... They bowl the ball, or like Magnus goes and throws with all of his dead Valhalla yeah. soldier might. That and ha, ha, might. <laughs> he I can't pronounce the word. It's worse. <laughs> he mumbled it. I didn't hear it. <laughs> anyway, and he barely gets it halfway down the lane. Yeah. And he goes, the fuck? <laughs> and then Magnus, and, sorry, I mean, then Alex goes and she gets it minutely further than Magnus. Yeah. And they're both going, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Then to have the twins, you know, obviously get strikes first go, and then they figure out Alex turns into a horsefly and spies on them mm-hmm. to go and listen to their sneaky conversations to figure out what's going on. And there's an illusion set up that they are bowling all the way to the White Mountains, was it? Yeah. I've... Some kind of mountain that's somewhere really A mountain range. That's mountain on range. Midgard. <laughs> mountain range. <laughs> Hugs. <laughs> That's a Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> and Must they. Must see it's easy. <laughs> yeah. Um. And but they... before even all of that happens, they like find out that they're not allowed to switch lanes. Like the one, the lane that they've picked is the lane that they've picked, and they're. They don't realize that. Well, Magnus throws a ball into the other lane, denting the lane in yeah. order to give them more time. He absolutely like fucks up. Hergenberg's lane, yeah, um, so that they can't bowl any better than they did beforehand. Yeah, and then that's when and see and that's the sneaky wordplay and setting of the rules, which is that he was big boy was like, yeah, you can't switch lanes, like you can't bowl into somebody else's lane that's not allowed. And Magnus is like, well, you never said that. And yeah. He's like, well, I'm saying it now. And he's like, see, I don't think that should have been allowed because you should establish your rules at the very beginning, and then anything after that is house rules, and it's just. That's you didn't mention it, so bully for you. Yeah. It's the same way as like you know, you can't be mentioning rules halfway through the game, yeah, you know, you just can't. because it suits you. Yeah. Uh uh-uh, uh, not how it works in Monopoly, not how it works. Uh uh-uh. uh. Go and set them at the beginning. So yeah, that was bloody big boys' fault. Because if you like think about it this way, poker would be a extremely different game if you were allowed to just make up rules in the middle of the game. <laughs> That's not how it works because money's involved. Yeah. Okay, and so it shouldn't be how it works in this situation because lives are involved. <laughs> <laughs> and um. Yeah, and so it kind of works in their favour because Magnus is like, well, you never told us! And then after that rule has been set, the twins then try to mess with um, 
like the twins are like, well, you just dented our lane, so we're going to switch lanes. And Magnus goes, ah, he just said you can't switch lanes. Ah, this is your lane. <laughs> dented your lane. Fuck you. <laughs> yes. And then before Alex takes her turn, she like loudly says the entire room, I have to pee. <laughs> so that she could go and spy on Hergenberg. Um, yeah. and find out what the fuck's going on and Magnus kind of just has to like stand there with like his heels clicking and like just like you know just like <laughs> swinging his arms yeah. moving, digging, like doing the whole toe twizzle into the floor <laughs> like ah, la, la, la. <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> fucking love Magnus so yeah then Alice comes back and she says um there's an illusion yeah it was a perfect illusion. And so they're bowling all the way to the mountains, and then they're like, how the fuck are we bowling? Surely we're not. Like, you can't bring the mountains. Like, you can't take a mountain from Midgard, bring it to Jotunheim, and then stick it yeah. in a bowling alley. That's That won't work. Like, Surely someone on Midgard will notice when the mountains meet. <laughs> be like, or just, like, also, isn't that what Thor's there for? To stop the Jotuns from doing that? But he's like, don't steal our monuments! Fuck you! <laughs> I'm just like, because both Alex and Magnus are like, we've both been hiking around there. So I'm just imagining like a mountain being like picked up, <laughs> taken away, and there's all these hikers just walking around Jotun. I'm being like, what the fuck was I? <laughs> Be like, where's the long walk home? Like, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And then so they figure out Magnus eventually, with Hearth's help, which he turns to Hearth for help, and Hearth is just signs, Frey! Oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> you know what it is? With them taking the mountains away, what did they leave in its place? And it's like in being all me when he Vector steals. And he leaves the blow up pyramid there. <laughs> oh, did they leave a blow up mountain? Like, no, <laughs> it's not feasible. <laughs> Anyway, yes. But yes, so then Magnus turns around to, you know, get some, to phone a friend, and he's like, I need help! What the fuck is happening? And then Hearth just signs to him, Frey! And he goes, yes, Frey is my dad. Yes? <laughs> How the fuck is that helpful, Hearth? And he's just like, <laughs> he just, he's just like, okay, useless friends over there. Frey is my dad. Congratulations. You are dead to me. <laughs> He's like, congratulations. My dad's frolicking <laughs> frolics in the woods. What's the dad saying? Sorry, I mean in the mountain. I am lost in the woods. <laughs> He's like, how the fuck is that helpful? Which, again, I don't know why that triggers. He'd be like, Hoth is like, I know it's going to trigger it for him, but I still don't understand Magnus's brain pattern where he's like, yes, Frey. Frey's mountain powers. Frey's summer brander. The summer, a portal. <laughs> like, no, because what? he's a god of the wilderness, and so Magnus is like, maybe it's because it's with mountains, and I have a connection to the mountain that maybe I could sense the wilderness in the same way that I used Frey's power to sense whatever I needed to down in the waterfall with Anvari. Like he's yeah. literally, we're just using the same power that was before, but if which we is his it, brain. We're giving it a new use. <laughs> he, oh my god, he's of mind. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that. It's still a really, really, really loose connection. So you just do the Bailey thing from Finding Dory. <laughs> she put two fing- index fingers up to her temples, and I was like, yeah. "It's the Charles Xavier in you." <laughs> this is more dynamic. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, and so yes, for some reason, that's how he connects the dots, and what's happened is. They've enchanted it and put a portal, an invisible portal, 
in the middle of the lane, and so they're not... They're just, like, throwing their bowling balls into a portal <laughs> instead of down the actual lane. And so the yeah. way that... The way that Magnus breaks it for some fucking reason is he just stares at it. Yeah, he just concentrates on it. Alex helps. They both stare at it. Well, here's the thing. Takes like, four eyes instead of two. Like, how the fuck does Alex help? I don't get it's it. Hand holding power joke. Literally, you're underestimating the power of friendship. I was going to say they fix it with the power of friendship. That's, Al- that's Magnus's brand. Okay, he, he really fixed the last book with the power of friendship. He really did, and so he's like, "All right, well, let's channel the." Th-. He's like, "Let's channel the friendship and let's break this illusion." And I don't know I, the way that Rick wrote it was that they're going to break the illusion because they're both sick of lies and they're sick of being cheated and they're yeah. sick of unfair things happening to them. And so you know, they're holding hands, and Magnus gets flashes of. Alex's life and all the struggles, some of the struggles that, not all of them obviously, but some of the small struggles that she's been through yeah. he, gets a, he gets a little taste test yeah. of it instead of, you know the whole, the whole ice cream cone <laughs> he, gets, he gets a lick like, <laughs> anyway see, um, what I want to know is so we saw Magnus throw his bowling ball from his lane into Hergenberg's lane right, mm-hmm. and then when I think of a portal I think of like a flat thing that's just like right in front of you Mm -hmm. so what was stopping magnus from going into another lane and then throwing his bowling ball over the lanes and around the portal to hit the the cones the pins what do you call them pins pins yeah you Um, know he didn't think it through have you met magnus obviously obviously (laughs) man get man has one train of thought and he just follows that one (laughs) he's like that's that's all i got let's train of thought is frank (laughs) it's true Oh, anyway, so... Oh, man's just a bit dumb. Anyway, so what yeah, happens so they, is... they vaporise the portal, and then say, they yeah. use their combined warrior strength to both hit strikes on their first game of bowling ever. What? Well, apparently they're just as strong as giants, so they're like, all right, well, here we go. Strike! Woo! And then um, Alex turns into an elephant and, you know, throws the ball, and for some reason, because she stomps when she throws it, it also knocks over all the other pins in the whole alley. Um, yeah. So she gets all the points from all the pins that she knocked over through vibrations by, like, making the ground shake instead of actually hitting it with a ball and yeah. gets all the points. I don't know how that works either. I also don't know how that's legal when they already stated a page before that your lane is the only one that counts. Or, like, <laughs> yeah. you can only use your lane. <laughs> it's real sketchy. Yeah. For some so reason like, that works. Oh. I guess, I guess once they say it, nobody thought to contradict them. And they were like, okay, all those points are out now. And then everyone was like, aww. <laughs> Imagine if, like, the Giants did that and then Magnus and Alex just claimed all the points before they could have them. Those are ours! Those are ours! Call it! Shotgun! Those guys! Those guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, shotgun, those are mine. Dibs! Yeah. Thanks, thanksies. <laughs> and then, how do they stop Hergenberg's last, last rolls? Oh, they Hergenberg don't even roll again because they go. Well, they just got three hundred points, and there's a dent in our oh, lane. That's and right. We can't bowl now. They just give up. Yeah, they just give, and then oh, because that thing happens when you knock over pins in someone else's lane. The electronic sensor doesn't come down to fix them until you've finished your turn because it just like if you like if you bowl, you're just bowling into nothing, so it doesn't mm. give you any points. Yeah. Nice. So we're going to lose anyway. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Good stuff. 
So yeah, then they technically win. So Akkad Loki immediately is like, "Yay, guys, you did it! Oh my goodness!" Oh, and then, and then he's, he's like, like, "Oh, oh, oh she, she fumble for us, bummer. like, oh, begrudging, you know. Oh, I better take him outside, give him a talking to, give us five minutes, then you can kill them." <laughs> and <laughs> they're like, "Kill us? Hang on, that wasn't the deal." <laughs> basically just connect the dots it's basically i got loki being like you guys are fucking stupid yeah loki has literally been like puppet mastering you around town and around the nine worlds to get what he needs what does he want with the scoffling sword oh look at that it's the only sword that can break him from his chains okay <laughs> and literally all you had to do was stop think about it for a hot second yeah and then you would have realized what you were doing and he was like, Which, I literally warned you not to go to the tomb, and you went anyway. Then Loki showed up, and you went, oh, no, what a kawinky dink. And it was like, Loki's obviously been masterminding this from the beginning, because he organized the wedding. And you're just, like, doing everything that's going to take you along to the wedding. Yeah, but, like... Stupid heads. Magnus literally had these, he was like, I feel like I'm chasing my tails. Like, I feel like I'm in quicksand, and I haven't had a chance to yeah. think and breathe. And you're like, well, then make time. You've actually had you had a few breaks in that in that crazy chaos. You didn't stop and be like, when you were eating, once you were done and you were almost in your nap coma after eating, you should have thought it through and been like, yeah. why are we doing all this? But then, like, not even that. It's like the fact that Sam didn't think about like the bride price has been mentioned so much, and it's the fact that she didn't think about what that means in Norse culture. It means that like yes, the gift comes from the bride to give to the groom, but it's then the groom's gift to give to the father of the bride. So Loki is giving himself a gift here. And yeah. she was just didn't think of that. Yeah. And then the gift that is given to her on becoming married and becoming a wife doesn't actually become hers either because she becomes his property yes and so the groom keeps it in his property and only technically you know on paper hands it over after the marriage has been consummated ick ick big ick what yeah so i'm actually super surprised that that was allowed to be put in this book if i'm honest but yeah norse culture's fucked (laughs) it's super fucked (laughs) so yeah basically this whole section, like, this chapter was just Akkad Loki being like, stop doing what you're told. What did I just teach you? I just taught you to break the rules, yeah, like, bend the rules, find your own way to do something. Like, think That's outside what the you box, need to do. Dumbass. And they're all like, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. Wow. And he's like, there's a reason that children, he's like, you can't hit children. You can't <laughs> hit children. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, I fucking love that manager. It was like, if you kick a kid, you will be put in jail. You can't do that just because it's stupid. Like, <laughs> oh man! Just flashing back to the time when you said that children were like ten pin like, and that you wanted to ball. Oh god! <laughs> well, sometimes when they're done, they just line up for you, and you're like, I just could push you over, and you fall over like dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then that's pretty much all that I had to say about this section. Unless you've got something to add on that, Joe? No. Okay, great. Well, guess what week it is? It's book club! It's book club week. It's book club time. Now, I have a question for you. Yes. 
Have you? No, I have not. No, you didn't let me finish. Will you wear wigs? <laughs> have uh, you worn wigs? Um, uh, maybe. When will you wear wigs? <laughs> You're Mr. Wood. Mr. Wood. I must Will you wear wigs? <laughs> Classic. No. Have you read any more of Kingdom of Ash after I tabbed it for you? I was supposed to read it last night, and then I was supposed to read it this morning. But I've gotten into the habit of just not reading it. And so no, I put it in bite-sized pieces for you. I know. Yeah. Okay, I'll read it tonight. Tell me That's two. bullshit. Tell me to before I go to bed, and then I'll actually pick it up. I'm fairly sure I told you to last night. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I don't Makes me feel great. Anyway, what did I read this month? I don't have my calendar. In front okay, of me. well, do you want me to tell you what I read? Because I'm pretty sure you read some of the same things that I read. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so first of all, I did, some, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I did some beta reading for Fran, again, which was really fun. Um, the book that they're writing at the moment, well, the one that I just finished reading because they're writing like eight at once, which, <laughs> Jesus, goals. Anyway, the one that I just finished reading is like really good. It's like middle grade. It's like mythology based. It's it's really good. Woo. Um, yeah. And then the other books that I read um, this month were All Downhill with You by Julie Olivia, oh, which is really cute. Yeah. It's Grumpy Sunshine, obviously, oh, it's pretty because cute. that's the best trope. It, uh, it is the best trope. You can't actually convince me otherwise. And it's about an engineer for like um, roller coasters who goes to a theme park where so yeah he goes to this theme park that his the first roller coaster that he ever built injured this woman and then obviously they fall in love because beautiful love it um yeah it was super cute and then i read the sequel to that book which is called the fiction between us also set at the theme park with the girl's best friend and the girl's best friend and the girl's brother and it's really cute it's kind of friends to lovers kind of second chance romance but it's very funny and very cute and then I also I then fell into or back into I should say ice hockey romances (laughs) so I read two ice hockey romances um last month the first one mostly because both were all over my um all over my tiktok so the first one was icebreaker by Hannah Grace it was pitched to me as a reverse grumpy sunshine and it disappointed me greatly I will say that much I was super disappointed with that book, and I'm not going to go into why, but just know I didn't like it, and I don't think that it lives up to the hype that everybody else gave it, okay? Yes. Second one that I read is called Consider Me by Becca Mack. Much better use of the reverse Grumpy Sunshine. Much, much better. He still pisses me off, but it is arguably better than Icebreaker. Then I also read a uh, reverse harem book called quadruple duty by christia christ christa christia christa wolf and hated it hated it i actually didn't finish it because it's a military romance and i was like ill no no thank you we don't want military romances in this house so yeah that one was four guys and a girl or three guys and a girl probably four it's called quadruple duty um this is i seriously did not get that far into it i maybe got 25 percent of the way through the book and then i gave up because I was like, no. Mm. Okay. So yeah, that's what I read this month, guys. A lot of smut. <laughs> Brilliant. So I also only read Kindle books, and all my Kindle books are smut. Hello. Nice, nice, nice. Good fun. Nice, um, nice. Joe's the the chick who reads porn on a bus. I really am. It's awful. 
Um, okay, but it's better than that guy you walked past. Oh the other my day god! Who was fully <laughs> watching was, a porno without headphones in? No, he was like was, walking down the he street. Was, he was like listening to like a Kindle book on Audible. Oh, and so just so, like he just had it on speaker and he had it up to his ear and he was just like I thought he was watch I thought you said he was watching a porn no he was listening to an audio porn (laughs) to an audio porn okay well that's a little bit better (laughs) so it was just like really funny like on the street like Joe was more thinking as she walked past how did my thoughts get out of my head so I listened to them (laughs) what the hell (laughs) yeah I was like oh god it was awful I was like what's going on and of course everybody's head was turning as he was walking by with the same look on their face being like, Jesus. <laughs> as, he, as he walks by, and he's oblivious to it it's all. much for a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> he's oblivious to it all. Like, he's got the look on his face like, huh, okay. <laughs> he's learning. He's doing some research, Joe. For lesbian porn. It was hilarious. Anywho. Uh, we need to move past this. Anywho. Sorry, what did you sorry. read? First Not book. Kingdom of Ash. Fuck you. <laughs> Shut up. First book. Look, I might have read some this month, but I don't remember, so... Because I obviously haven't finished No, you did. You did, because I spoiled the ending for you right at the beginning of the month, and then you read a bit more after that. Right. That's right. So Dorian... Oh, I won't do any spoilers. This isn't a... Uh, <laughs> this isn't a... Throne of Glass spoiler podcast. I won't do that. Until you finish all of the SJM universe and then we'll have one episode about it all. Because sure. I need to talk about it with someone. Okay, sure. go. Okay. Um, yeah, so the first book I read, I didn't actually finish because it was awful. It okay. was called The Off Limits Rule by Sarah. Oh, I've Harris. read that. <laughs> You've read that? Yeah. I hated it. Um, the misogyny in that, I was like, I can't read this. Yeah, pretty it much. It was so gross. <laughs> I was like, you, you are an adult. Fucking... Be an adult and stop sucking about everything and stop waiting for your older brother and your parents to decide to make your decisions <laughs> for you and stop being so heavily influenced by them as if you are a 16-year-old girl. Worse than that, as if you are a little 10-year-old. Like, you don't need their permission and you don't need any of that shit. And honest, all the time she's like, I only, I only got 25, no, I actually got like 60% of the way through the book. <laughs> Because I was like, when is this going to get better? It didn't get better at all. It just got worse and worse and worse. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> anyway. That's why I felt reading, reading Icebreaker. I felt like I was reading like a Wattpad book. <laughs> but I was... Not joking. <laughs> yeah. I like was, it was well written, but it, it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> to me. But that's, you know. The storyline was shit. I was... It was... I think it was because the storyline wasn't linear. Like, it wasn't, like... Oh, it was... There was too many... Too many ups and downs. So I was like, no, lead up to something right at the end. Don't give me, like, four climaxes before I even get halfway through the book. And Ooh. I'm not talking... <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, I need four climaxes all throughout the book, because otherwise I don't stay interested. <laughs> okay, what did you read after not finishing your off-limits rule? Well, because I was... She kept on all throughout Off Limits Rule book, she kept on being like, I'm quirky. And her quirkiness was that she wore sweatpants at home. And I was like, how the fuck is that quirky? And her quirkiness... You're quirky, you ain't nothing at home. And the quirkiness, uh, another quirky thing about her is that she 
would send text messages in full sentences like a grown up. And I was like, oh, how quirky. You speak in full sentences. Fuck you. I'm like, what the hell? She was like, yeah. And I'm super shy. So I'm going to grab this cock. And you're like, what? Okay, we get it. You didn't like the book. Move on. Oh, it annoyed the shit out of me. I was like, shut the fuck up, you wanker. <laughs> so then immediately after that. I read The Sweetest Sin, which, which is the prequel. She's blushing. Which is the prequel to The Promises of Pomegranates. Oh, that's right. You told me about that. Which the whole thing. It has like, all the same tropes and you were like, yeah. <laughs> it was only a short. It was, it was, but it's not faking at being anything but. It's not, it's not trying to be anything better than what it actually is, which is just porn. That's what it was. It was it was it was 150 pages of straight up. Porn. I was like, it was one scene, and you're there like, okay, a wonderful time. Well, whatever, boys. It was like the first 50 pages. Sorry, I just keep staring at your can now. Anyway, <laughs> shut up, little blood. Because <laughs> I keep expecting it to peel off, but it's, that's just the color of your skin now. No, it's just how it is. It's tanned that way, and it'll stay that way until it leaves. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of are, though. Um, anyway, and... Yeah, so the first 50 pages of The Sweetest Sin were the lead-up, and then the rest of it was just one really long, drawn-out sex scene. And I was like... I was honestly... I, was, I got through a third of it, and I was like, where does this fucking stop? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm like, I kind of just want to put it down so I can go to sleep. <laughs> well, if it's on the bus, <laughs> I was reading it, it was somebody is starting that series, should they read the prequel first? Yeah. Or should they read through the whole series and then read the prequel like you did? Like, publishing order? Nah, read the prequel first. Technically, I didn't read it in publishing order because I didn't realise The Sweetest Sin actually did come out first. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that is publishing order. Yeah, that there is publishing order. Okay, what did you read after that? I read It's All Downhill With You by Julie. Okay, great. Then what did you read after that? Because you recommended it and it was beautiful. And then I read... <laughs> Barbarian's Mate, <laughs> which is the seventh book in the Iceblood of Barbarian series. I reread that, and now I'm currently rereading the tenth one. No, the ninth one, which I can't remember what it's called actually. But <laughs> I'm currently rereading. Probably like Touch or something. Uh yes, it's the one. Yeah, it's the, so, I didn't bother reading the eighth book, because I don't like the eighth book, it's boring, but I like the ninth book. The seventh and the ninth and the eleventh are good. I'll probably reread the eleventh as well (laughs) while I'm on a train. (laughs) Yeah, oh, and I started Icebreaker because you talked it up. No, actually, I talked it down. So you talked it really, really. I was like, Joe, don't read this book. You talked it really, really down, but you also wouldn't stop talking about it. So I was frustrating me. Because I was, so I was like, Because for ages I couldn't figure out what I hated about it. And then I realized, and I was like, Well, it was, it was obviously one of those books that it was like, this is trash. 
I'm gonna like was like this show. Yeah, is it's shit. like when you watch Below Deck. Yeah, you're I was like, like this, I cannot stop watching the shit you, that I'm watching. You're like this show is absolutely awful. It's so addictive. I'm gonna watch every season. <laughs> so, so <laughs> the show is a shit. I love every second of it. So that's currently what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, amazing. See? Um, well, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I had to all I had to say. Seamsies, amazing. Okay, great. Well, if you want to come back next week, I think we're reading chapters 44 to 47, possibly. Hang on, let me... Let me double check. Oh, my gosh. We're reading 44 to 49. 49? Next week. Yeah. So many chapters. Next week... Oh, my God. We only have two more episodes. Say, how many episodes? We only have two more like? episodes of Hammer of Thor. So we're at the semi-final. We, yeah. And also tomorrow. Tomorrow, next week. Tomorrow, next week. <laughs> Tune in. And then we have um, somebody special, hopefully, coming on for the finale of this week. Too, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so come back next week, 44 to 49. Uh, yeah, we'll see you then. If you want to follow us on the Instagram or the Twitter, then we are at DamnSnackBarPod. And if you want to send us an email, we are DamnSnackBarPod at Outlook.com. And if you want to follow us on the Tickety Talk, then we are katie.damsnackbarpod. Joe, where can they find all of our personal stuff? Oh my god, you can find it linked below. <gasps> Amazing. May 4th. 44 to 49 next week. Come back then. We'll see you then, Kate. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>